I don't want to do it right in the middle of fucking serious talk. Yeah. Like, we'll we'll save for them later. Like maybe at the beginning we can do a couple. Of ksh- yeah, ksh- yeah. You mind? You mind give me your other? Oh no, I don't. Yeah. Could use a little bit. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna start that one over. Yeah. Platoon, attention! Honorable words, an independent project and is not endorsed by the DOD, any military component or government entity. The views expressed within are those of the host. The hosts are not doctors or mental health professionals qualified to give medical advice. Additionally, the podcast can contain graphic descriptions of suicide and is not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Fallout! Welcome back. Episode two. Episode two. Episode D. I'm gonna try to give you some space here. I like that. Socially. Social, social distance. distance. Yes. If there are there are a few words that I don't care to hear ever again. That's oh one my of God. them. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. There's just so many. Circle back. Oh, somebody one of my buddies said something like that the other day, and I said no more. No more. Yeah, you and said she, that to me. Yeah, she goes, well, and that's oh. why Jen, Jen Saki, Jen Pisaki, that's what the whole, that, that's oh, the, the, we were uh, talking about that in last episode. Yeah, press secretary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that she was just nonstop, circle back to that, circle back. So just oh. dodging questions like normal, Okay. you know, politicians yeah. do. So and that, you kind of got to do that as a politician. No, you don't. You can be honest. <laughs> It's like one of the things you got to do. No, it's not like a prerequisite. They they send you to politician school. Where they, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like you got to learn how to be that greedy and that corrupt. You know, it doesn't yeah. just happen overnight. Hmm. Think about it. And we can just go on and on about, about yeah. politicians. We we have to keep religion yeah. and and politics out of this podcast for the most part. Yeah. So we should probably start over. Okay. Yeah. Episode two. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. All right. Hey. Yeah. Episode two. Welcome back. We're not going to change it. We're going to keep it. We're going to. Yeah. We're gonna just going to keep on. Rolling. We have to keep it rolling. Now. Okay. All right. Well, hello. Uh, welcome back to uh, Honorable Words. Uh, thanks for checking out episode two. You decided to come back. At least one more. At you got to give it at least more. two. I would. I would say maybe four episodes before you call it quits. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. If I were you, I would listen to every episode before you call it quits. Oh, for sure. Just yeah. you have to. It's called research and development, right? Yeah, you have to you know, really have to get in there on. And on we'll this stuff. we'll be getting feedback shortly. Yeah, and yeah. we are going to adjust some things. But you know, we are who we are. Hey, who was that guy? The podcast you told me about that you could fall asleep to. Oh, uh, can we was, can we pimp him? Can we plug him on? Yeah, there? Uh, t- I mean, he's not going to say he's not, he's he's not, not going to say, no. say no to a free plug. Uh, it was I mean, the, the four people we have listening anyway, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get there. It was the Sleep With Me podcast, mm. Mm. you know, and what's funny is, uh, hold on, uh, time out. Uh, by the way, uh, we are your hosts. I'm I'm Joby Adams, oh, and yeah. this is... Chris Colburn. Chris Colburn, yes. We will get a format. Yeah, we'll, no, we won't. No, we won't. No, no. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, we're just Don't expect wait. much from us, ever. No, never, ever. Except for real. <laughs> You'll get real. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You will get real. Anyway, um, as I was saying, oh, the Sleep With Me podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, I showed my wife. Your wife. I showed my wife. 
our our first episode and uh she was like you guys have like such good radio voices this is so much like i could just put this on and just go to sleep I'm like so we're boring you to death is that what you're saying <laughs> she's like no 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 and it's good it's good but you know you just have that really good quality you're it's very smooth it's not a whole lot of super hype and it, it was really good so i mean that to me, that was a really good compliment. That's why I brought it up. I did. Yeah. We haven't discussed this, obviously. Yeah. She texted me and she's like, "Hey, you guys, you know, it could be." And she mentioned something like that. I oh, forget okay. exactly how it brought down. I said, "At least we, at least we're, you know, you can get a good laugh, maybe here and there, but at least we will have some kind of purpose yeah. once we're done with this." We're like, hey, we didn't uh, have a whole lot of followers, but we, people fall asleep to us, which is hey, hey, you know what? If I could help one person get some sleep, yeah. Oh yeah, hey, that. I mean, our goal is out. one person, right? Always yeah. one person for whatever our cause is. Yeah, absolutely. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And I've got so much I want to talk with you. Okay, let's about get started. This week, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess biggest win, biggest win for me this week. Okay. All right. Uh, I've had I have a friend that um, uh, he got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, and he's been having a rough go of it. Uh, transition was really rough, and there was just uh, he had a lot a big bad taste in his mouth for the Marine Corps with with the way everything happened. And uh, you know, I called I called him out of the blue a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, you know, he's like, "Hey, things have been going pretty rough. I almost ate a bullet the other day." And uh, and so I just started talking to him, and I, I made a, a concentrated effort to talk to him uh, at least once a week. And, um, you know, then today I was talking to him, and he says, um, I'm here because of you, so thank you. And all it was was you just talking to me. And I think that really shows the power of what we were talking about last week. It, you know, It really does. What do you... How did this like? Give me some more context. Yeah. Um, as far as this conversation, the conversation I had with him. Yeah, today. Uh, well, yeah, today. So, uh, he he actually sent me a message this morning because I I'd been sending him uh, an invite to uh, the church that I go to, and uh, like, hey, you know, this is my my commitment to you because uh, he was really big into religion and everything and and uh, and church, and then he kind of fell out of it. Sure. And so this is kind of, you know, I want to. I want to get him into that because that was a really big part of his life. It really was. And uh, so the conversation previous to that, he was talking about how, you know, he, he lost his way and he's trying to find it again. And I'm like, well, here, let me let me let me light you a path here. And, uh, you know, so I was sending him, you know, the invites. And the last week I sent him a, a message and I, I'd sent it to him late uh, when I normally did. And I was like, love you, brother. Sorry for the delay on this one. Have a blessed day. And I'm just sharing him the worship service that that we go to. And uh, so then he, he sent me back a message this morning and he says, uh, nothing to apologize for. I appreciate your dedication. Talk to you, talk to you again soon, brother. So then I, I just asked him some basic questions, you know, like, hey, how's, how's your job going? How's life? Right. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I just got some basic stuff back. And then he says, you are helping me keep on keeping on. For me, anyway. And then he said he's been talking to a buddy from back back in the day as well, and he says, you guys help. And, and he just goes on to say, you know, hey, the talk is really what has been helping out. 
So how long ago was that the, the experience that he had where he was going to eat a bullet? Uh, I'd say that was roughly about three, maybe four weeks ago. Okay. So yeah. all you've done is, you know, you've been there for him mm-hmm. and you've followed up with some kind of accountability yeah. and just checking in. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. Yeah. No sure. pressure, no nothing. Just like, hey, I'm going to send you. I, I got his permission beforehand before I started sending him all the, all the, the church stuff. Sure. You know, I was like, hey, uh, I go to church here and we have a, uh, we, we live stream it. You know, would you mind if I, I send you the, the stuff? And he's like, well, no, no promises that I'll, I'll even check it. I'm like, I can't even tell if you're going to check it out or not. Right. You know, you know, do you at least mind if I send it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Fine. And so, you know, that's, that's all I did, you know, shoot him a message and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? How are things? You know? And, uh, that's, that's all it's been like, just here's, here's worship service. How you doing? And then. Just to hear that, you know, that I was literally like tearing up as I was reading that because it was so powerful. It's powerful, yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, we're not able to really verbalize when we need help, and yeah. when it happens, it's magic. And and all you did was what be a friend. Yeah. Right? You didn't have anything special. You didn't have any special training. All you did was, but that right there, that there's something to that, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to really get into because i as i mentioned last last podcast i feel like we are chasing our tails i feel like the government i feel like va i feel like the military suicide prevention is just chasing tails yeah if we can figure out how to get ahead of it which is what we're doing which is being there for each other and holding each other accountable this is the things these are some of the things that we're missing when we transition yeah these are the things that we're missing is always having a, something to do. I mean, I, I'll digress a little bit, but I feel like that's what we're looking for is that friendship, accountability, and that right there is, to me, saving lives. It's important that we talk about why you decided, right? You decided to do the church thing with him. You know, you, you that's your thing. You remember that's his thing or was his thing. Yeah. And that is like almost giving them a hope, you know? Yeah, uh, light when, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and really the the motivation behind it was he was a big inspiration uh, on religion to me. Sure, you know, and to see him in that in that moment, you know, I was like, oh shoot, you know, he's been there for me. It's time for me to be there for him. And um, you know, the, the the day that he told me, you know, that he uh, he almost ate a bullet. Um, you know, I just went in on like all of my suicide experiences with them, you know, like, Hey, you know, it's okay to have those, those feelings and those thoughts, you know, and we can work through those. There's ways to get to, to work through it. And I just tried to level with them. Really what I was trying to get at him was, Hey, I don't care about that. As far as like, it's not, it's not that I don't care about it. I'm, I'm, it doesn't bother me that you had those thoughts. Okay. All right. You're not judgmental about uh, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not judgmental about it. I want you to know that it's okay to have those thoughts. Now, let me tell you how I've experienced it and how I've gotten through it. Maybe that can help you. You know, I was trying to empathize with him and show him, Hey, the light can get better. Maybe he wanted to hear it. Maybe he didn't. And he could have told me to fuck off. Sure. And you know, he probably was telling me to fuck off. And I was just mostly just, 
just trying to throw a bunch of stuff at him real quick. See what sticks. I wasn't trying to tell him that it was going to be all sunshine and roses and, you know, it's all going to be daisies all the time. You know, there are hard times, but uh, it can you can get through it. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Dave Grohl. You know who Dave, Dave Grohl is? That sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, lead singer of Foo Fighters. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And it was, I, I've used this as a motivator uh, in a lot of my uh, classes and, and, and dressing uh, my, my troops. And uh, it's a simple, simple, me- simple mentality. And it's three, three letters. PMA. PMA? PMA. Papa Mike Alpha. Okay. And that is positive mental attitude. Okay. You know, you can be positive about the negative things. Yes, this sucks. However, it can get better. Will get better. It will get better. Okay. Uh, Dave Dave Grohl had a, a really good way to, to say it. And... Um, Mainly, I, I just took his his idea and just kind of ran with it. And, it was, you know, if I can be positive, I I can get through things. Right. And just Charlie Mike, you know, continue mission. Keep on going. Thank you. I was going to yeah. ask you again. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get it. It, yeah. it takes me a little longer than, than most to uh, remember that. So you're, you're talking to him about getting over, you know, not really getting over it. Yeah, I wasn't even trying to tell him, hey, get over it. It no, was just no, more well, like, hey, there is a light at the right. end of the tunnel. So that's there's that's all it is. I mean, I went to the, um, the suicide intervention training. Yeah. And that's literally, that's why I brought those steps up, because that's all they're looking for. Yeah, you is, got certified, right? Yeah, it's a national certification through our uh, Wounded Warriors. Okay. Um, the Air Force put it on. It was actually a pretty... We've got some funny stories about it. me and one other Marine uh, that was in the class. Yeah. And everything else was just either civilians or Air Force, which is pretty much civilian. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the experiences that we have experienced in our in our guide, not in our guide, in our strive to prevent veteran suicide, mm-hmm. um, we've have kind of experienced some some odd odd things on our journey and experience to figure out. How do we react to certain calls for help? Yeah. Uh, do we? How do we show up? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could not. Most of these folks are on the phone. They're not. And, they, and what what they do is, if they find out an individual person at risk is uh, to that step, where they they can't control it anymore, or they can't control the conversation anymore, or they're going to you know pull that trigger or jump off that ledge, they just call the cops. Okay, and I, um, me and this other marine are like, "What is that? What's that going to do?" Yeah, that seems kind of um... well. They don't have another recourse for it. They're mm. just they're operators. They're just counselors over the phone. Yeah, and so it's it's not the best idea. But that's yeah. that's all they have. Yeah, and right? I can see that course of action. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we can only get so far. They're on the phone. We're on the phone. Uh, you know, let's get law enforcement involved. That may not be the best action though they but that's all i mean that's all they can all they can do right so yeah so i told them that hey i've i've gotten a couple phone calls um i've got a couple text messages in the past where i would show up to a bar uh, i would show up to a house where a veteran or a person at risk mostly if it was a veteran because it's a veteran group um and we'd show up sometimes we'd know the person sometimes yeah. we would not and uh, i have shown up to people's houses with a, a vest on 
um, I, I always carry. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going through this experience with this, these folks, and they're just like, so now you're going to get into a gunfight with a veteran? Like a person at risk? And I'm like, that's not I. That's not how it's ever been. No. Huh? I mean, I'm showing up to a house that yeah, a veteran well, is all, you usually— Yeah, you got to protect yourself. Sh- absolutely. But yeah. it's not about a gunfight. Yeah, right. The first thing I do, I'll pull my gun out, unload it, I'll put it on the table, or I'll just put it on the table— Safe direction, obviously. Right. Yeah. Leave it in the holster, and and I'll say, let me show me what you got. I'll show you mine. Show me yours, mm-hmm. and we'll put it there, and we'll crack open a beer, um, do a shot, we'll smoke a cigarette, whatever we got to do, and we'll yeah. just sit there and talk. We'll hug. We'll cry, and that's. I mean, we'll get into all that a little bit later on, yeah. I suppose. But um, it's just a thing that we. It's not uncommon to get that, and which yeah. might be what we're. We're not capable of responding like, you know, police officer, like 24 no, seven, huh? obviously. Yeah. But when we can respond to the person at risk, the veteran at risk, and we have, you know, we have to take it as we go. We've learned some things. We try not to go, you know, by ourselves. I am going to try. Yeah, to it's always people. good to have that battle buddy support. We've had, I had another buddy of mine that responded and um, the police officers actually let him go in and talk to the veteran prior to them going. And they preferred it that way. Mm-hmm. The police don't want to be there. Um, that's the, yeah. those are the things in that course that they taught us that you want to do, keep a, a, some kind of light, right? Keep them on and then f- accountability yeah, and then follow through with that accountability and then just having that rapport, that friendship and just constantly checking in and that's it. Yeah. And how, how does that different than what the person at the risk was before you think? Because they have that, well, let's dig into that for a second. Why is it different now? because they were isolated before because they didn't have anybody they can count on before. I mean, you know, it's, it's a twofold problem, I think. Um, cause having been in that situation, I know I have a support system. I know that I, at a moment's notice, I could reach out to somebody and I'd I'd have, hopefully I would be the first one. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, definitely. Um, but if I, I knew I, I could reach out to that to somebody, and I had a huge support system, but I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't want to become a nuisance, you know, and I didn't want to be like, oh, this person's having an issue again, you know. I had that going through my head, and you know, I think that's what sometimes the issue is. They don't want to be a bother to somebody. They're like, well, I can solve this problem on my own doing it my own way um but i but i think by having somebody actively reach out to them and then start holding them accountable it gives them you know goals to reach for and when i was talking to my my friend i i almost gave him goals I'm like hey i i because he used to be a big guitar player and i almost told him hey this week you're going to play your guitar but the first conversation like that and him having just told me, hey, music ruined my life, that's probably not the best, you know. <laughs> I would have gone for it. You know, course of action. Yeah, no. Um, however, I gave, like, a, a tiny, very easily attainable goal. And I told him, what I want you to do this week, I want you to open your eyes every day. Wake up and open your eyes. And that was the, the only goal I gave him. And I was like, if you do that, you've done something. And I think that little push of just giving him the tiniest little goal to do sure. is like kind of helped started 
moving his wheels a little bit. So, so now we've discussed maybe a little before how he got to where he is, what yeah. you've done in the last three weeks, which is amazing. And it's not, it's nothing big. It's not a miracle. You know, yeah. it's just you being real, you being there for him and just caring. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it all came from position of, of, of care, you know, genuine, genuine concern and, and friendship. Right. You know, um, no judgment at all. Like, to have that person admit their hurts and their pains and their almost attempted uh, mm-hmm. life, that's not easy to do. No, it's not. No. Um, you know, and I think, I think part of it too is he needed to tell somebody because I barely even prompted him about it. It was more like, hey, how are you doing? How are things? And then he said, well, I almost ate a bullet last week. Okay. That's him reaching out for help. Right. I mean, that that's what I took. I mean, it could have just been him just, you know, like, well, this happened, you know. But I, I took it as a reach for help. And so that's when I went into action. And like I said, you know, I just talked to him. And then, you know, the past, past three weeks or whatever it's been, it's just been an occasional message you know like hey i'm still checking on you i don't want to i don't want to overburden you i don't want to weigh you down you know this isn't it's not about checks and balances it's just hey how are you i'm here you need me i'm here but i'm going to keep checking on you i've made a commitment to to do this and i think by following up with those commitments and saying hey i'm going to do this and then following through on those actions that's held me accountable, and it showed him that there is somebody here for him. It's almost like you get pleasure or an enjoyment on helping somebody else. I'm hearing you talk about this, yeah, and 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 I have a point to this accusation of you know how you feel like you're accomplished. Did you? What I don't know is, did you feel like since he did reach out to you mm-hmm. that you had you couldn't let him down? You mentioned that before, but how did that make you feel? Like, what did you feel like? God, I've had people in the past that you know I didn't mm-hmm. get this opportunity with. You know, now that I have this opportunity yeah. and I know it's real, that's a lot of pressure, isn't it? Yeah. See, I, I had that internal dialogue with myself. Actually, okay. I figured you would. Uh, we all yeah, were um, like. But to answer your first question, do do I get joy out of this? Do I helping? And I would say, yeah, I, I enjoy helping people. It's not like I get my rocks off on it and I, I go like searching for these people in need. No, but I don't know. It, it makes me feel good to know that I've helped somebody and to help somebody off that precipice or, or just even help them through a tough time. You know, I, I think most people would agree or, or would even say, yes, helping that person is it made me feel good. I don't know if it's just me. I I look for it. I I must just follow train wrecks all around my yeah. life because I'm looking for somebody to help because I do get my rocks off <laughs> on helping somebody. Like my day could be shit. Yeah. And I look at somebody and they're having a, a rough day. I have no idea what the fuck their story is. And then they don't know mine, whatever. But I'll try to say something inappropriate or <laughs> I'll try to yeah. I'll trip and fall. It's something. Just get them to laugh. 
and make their day a little better. And I'm like, it, it, if it's at my expense, if I get hurt, whatever, no big deal. If I get my feelings hurt, you know, I'm feeling they got, they took them away at boot camp and never, never yeah, reissued them back. Never got issued back. I, yeah. I went to supply to get them back, and they, they, they lost them. They, they didn't categorize them. And they didn't have computers back when I went in the service. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got uh, eighty six. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So file thirteen, at, at rate, whatever it was. I, I just feel like, so I, I enjoy helping people because it helps me feel like I have a mission, which is purpose. what yeah. I don't have now that I'm out. Okay. So now I have this mission to help everybody. I'm here to save the world. And sometimes, most times, I overdo it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it actually gets me into trouble because I can't see clearly. The only mission is accomplishment, not tried. It's accomplishment. And I cannot pull away once I make that decision to help yeah. that person. I cannot pull away from it. Yeah. See, so my internal dialogue that I had was... Um, you've tried to help people in the past, you know, be prepared if what you're doing doesn't work, you know, cause not everybody is savable. Sure. There are people that have just made that decision and that's what they're going to do. And, you know, I didn't want to set myself up be like, Oh, everything I'm doing, this is doing great, you know, and this is working. And, uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be let down. Right. And that I feel like an asshole for Selfish, saying, absolutely. Yeah, for saying that. However, I still need to prepare myself, you know, in the event this doesn't happen or, or, or it does this, happen or it does right. happen, you know? And, uh, so yeah, I mean that, that was more the discussion that I had with myself than anything. And, you know, it's that, like, well, do I push forward? Do I not? You know, where where is the line? And it mostly just came down to you've made a decision. Decision, you know, just keep on and just be there. You know, just be a normal fucking human being. You know, and, and be his friend. Give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's all I'm doing. And so, and it's obviously it's working. And I'm hope hopefully right. Yeah. Um, hopefully he still continues to keep touching base. I really just didn't know. This is not my. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what I was even going with. I'm like, well, it's just. It's and then, then I just yeah. threw your whole. I know whole, I needed yeah. that. I need that cleanse. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot about me. What about you? What's what's. Um. What about me? Yeah. Um. This morning was chaos. Okay. Right. So I have to I have to tell you this. I went to this Easter egg hunt in Springfield. Um, I and I ran into Illinois, Missouri, no Nebraska, Springfield, Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. I was not even thinking Nebraska. No, uh-uh. it's just down the street here. Okay, okay. So, um, and um, my youngest, we did the Easter egg hunt. And it's a tradition they do. It's usually raining um, okay. the weekend they do it, um, but it was chaos. And it was very so. So what they did was it appears to be what they did was they just came out and they just sprinkled all these eggs everywhere. They're empty, all over this park, the community park, the, the pavilion, everywhere, just all over the grass. Like you could okay. not, you could not step without stepping on something. Right. Yeah. And then the kids go out and pick them all up. And once they're all picked up, then they come and go through this line, a little processional line, dump their eggs into this box, 
Then they get candy, they get a stuffed animal, and they get a 50-cent piece. Okay, did they have to collect a certain color? Or nope. No, nope. just, just go out and pick up some havoc. shit. Yes. Just, yeah. And so they, they literally were going to start off at 11 o'clock. Okay. And then in some years past, the, uh, there's a bell or a siren that rings. And then they stay, wait for that. And then they were kind of – it was not – it was just put on. Yeah, it was a big it was, old cluster. It was, right? it was it was okay, right? So then some kids over here started rolling, and and oh. I was like, hey, so, so are they gonna go? Like, and I'm not worried because yeah. my son, he's six, and he's. He, we actually had a discussion on how he should run and how he should put <laughs> how he should put. You guys, you guys are we are, are strategizing we, we on, on because how to he's get so the, yeah he's so competitive his age yeah and I want to try to back off a little bit but I also want to push him mm-hmm. you know we just you know, we want our kids to succeed anyways. Yeah. So we have. I gave him. I still can't get over. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna pick up the eggs. You're gonna yeah. put them in your basket. Well, because like this. we decided you're maximize the amount of eggs. Anyway, if you sorry, have I'm if a, you have a plastic bag, yeah. sometimes you put the egg through and it goes through the other side or yeah. or bounces out or something. So I, I gave him one of my uh, Marine Corps. Um, it, I of call it a ditty bag. A Marine Corps. <laughs> Marine Corps bag. It's a bag. It's a hygiene bag. Okay. You use. Yeah. I would call it a pouch with a zipper yeah. because you use these hygiene bags for your boot kit, your shave kit, mm-hmm. your your makeup, whatever. Um, you, you use these bags for everything. So I have one. Uh, I gave it to him to use and and utilize it as his, and he filled it up twice and then kept coming back. So, anyways. That's what they do. And I thought it was going to take forever. Yeah. It took. So these kids started going and they just, they just, they went with it. They said, ah, whatever. Everybody just go, go ahead and go. Yeah. So these kids are just ravaging through. I mean, it was literally, it was complete. And I was comfortable. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was chaos. But 45 seconds. 45 I'm not, seconds. I swear to God. I'm not kidding you. I, I have to check my Snapchat later on. But yeah. it was like, and I thought to myself, these kids, there's nothing in the eggs. They literally littered the entire park just to have these kids come up here and pick them up. And it took 45 seconds. There's hundreds of kids. Yeah. It was crazy. And they, they, there's only two rules. Um, I forget what the first one was, but it was very simple. And the second uh, one was don't, don't talk about Fight Club. Don't push. <laughs> don't push anybody down. Just be cool. Oh, no, pick them all up. Yeah, pick them all up. So my son, I, I got on him because he picked one up and there was nothing in it. Yeah. And then he threw it back down. I'm like, just because nothing in it doesn't mean you can't pick it up. Like you have to, if you yeah. touch it, you have, anyways, I thought to myself in a previous life, we used to pick up the range. We used to pick up brass. We used to pick up cigarette yeah. butts. We used to, we would get online and, do our police, and call. police call every morning yeah. in every range. And you just get in line, you step, everybody bend down, pick up whatever doesn't grow goes. Exactly. If it doesn't grow, it, it goes. goes. So I thought about this yeah. this morning. I'm like, these fucking kids, let's send them to a range. Yeah. And give them a gift basket at the end saying, thanks for your service. <laughs> and you can pick up the fucking range. In 45 yeah. seconds, this oh whole range gosh. will be pleased. Yeah. Guys, take this brass. We'll give them oh. gloves. They already have gloves because it's COVID. Yeah. So they don't get the lead poisoning. Just I, don't let them put them in their hats or their covers like we used to do. Because your pockets would get too full. And, yeah, no, yeah, you put it in your cover. Yeah, yeah you put it in your cover, and we always yeah. like we sweat, and then now it's also you know we've got lead poisoning in this cover, and we're gonna it's gonna soak into our heads, and we're gonna die of cancer. Uh, I'm gonna die of cancer I anyway. Know. It's, it's it's the water inevitable. killing us. It's Agent yeah, Orange. You're gonna die from something. It's gotta be. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So I thought to myself, yeah. that, that was a busy morning. Like, uh, okay, let's let's get these kids. We can make a bunch of money. Send them to a range. Yeah. Give them a little gift card. 
you know, parents, talk, talk to the uh, commander on the base. Be like, hey, we'll, we'll clear. We'll clear, I'll this, clear range this range for you. in forty-five seconds. Forty-five sir. seconds. You'll get. You'll get back on on your way. We just need a bus. Yeah, haul these kids in a bus. Yeah, uh, I think they call that child labor. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. But yeah, they get probably, something out of it. I think that's against the law. But it's volunteer basis. Yeah. At any yeah. rate, this morning was chaos. Hundreds of kids going crazy. EOD. Yeah. Yeah. Duds. Hey, this is shiny. What is it? Don't touch it. I just no. I'm and just then, talking about regular. Then bro. there's Timmy. A He's... pistol range. Forget about Timmy. He's an asshole, anyways. <laughs> Him and little Johnny can fuck off in the corner. Yeah. So, anyways, we let's just keep going. That's just so. Yeah. So I had the Easter Easter egg hunt, and then after that, I kind of just started working for a friend, installed some uh, uh, new chandelier for her, and then uh, did a bay window. Okay. So it was a busy day. I'm tired, but. I was proud that I kept my word to come and record this podcast for you yeah. because, you know, life gets, you know, you know, down. Life gets busy, um, but you have to make time and things that are important. I gave you and then you sent me literally I got almost done and then you're like, hey, ETA. OK, well, I got to run some errands real quick and then I'll be right there. Yeah. But it's important to follow through with doing this. Um, but even though my day didn't go as planned. Did you, you were the one that said, if you were going to give a million dollars to somebody to show up late and you, you chose yeah, me, I, I chose, you chose you. me. Dude, I, I, I think about that rolling in a box right now. I thought about rolling that. In. think about it all the time. I'm like, I have some really shitty friends that call me out on some things that I really need to work on. This is one of them, but there's Did you not, just like backhandedly call me a shitty friend? <laughs> I didn't. Really, it was very passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. No, I need to be called out from a bullshit, and I don't mind it. And I, I'm not upset by it. I, I just try to. I, I'm not. I'm working on it. Yeah. Right. Things happen. Oh yeah, I yeah. I mean, if you asked me to be accountable right now, like it would be, it would be tough because I've, I'm. You're talking I'm, about you're shaving your face. My face is is baby smooth, man. Oh. Baby smooth. You and I both know. Not even you believe you right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it, it would be a it would be a tough bit of work, but I I'd, I would do my best to make it happen. But I'm one of those that just procrastinates until the last minute. Uh, I'm I'm finally at that stage in my career where I don't have to be there at the 15 minutes prior. Okay, I can be there. What rank is that? I'd like to know E6. because okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I only made it to E5, and I I felt like I still was there. I mean, I did that when I was in E5 a little bit too, but I was also in that position where I, I could kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody. I got a platoon meeting to go to. Yeah. You know, but now, now as in my position now, it really is because I'm talking to somebody and they won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, I got formation right now, bud. I got to go. And they just keep on. But I... I mean, even still, even without that person talking my ear off, I will wait till last minute because I don't have to be there in the 15 minutes prior. And I'll wait until a damn near a minute till I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on that. I'm on that slippery slope and I can feel myself getting there. But, yeah, we, we say the your pack is dropped. Uh, the pack. You, you grab your because. You, <laughs> I don't know if you had this. Mm-hmm. We had quick, re- quick release. Yeah. Okay. So it was our yeah, on, on on Alice. It was Alice. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah, I, sure. I humped Alice a little bit. Did you hump with Alice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then there's uh, a generational gap. Sometimes I forget. Yeah. And, and I, I, after Alice, I went to Molly. But. Yeah. 
I think we had Molly for just a short time okay. until then too. They just changed the digital camis when I got out. And I couldn't even, I didn't even rate to buy them if I wanted to. Oh, wow. Because they were so shorthanded on limited supply. Yeah. And so they said, hey, every officer can have them. Every staff NCO can have them. And then everybody with certain PCS dates or certain um, EAS dates, which made sense, right? Yeah. I shouldn't take them. I, I'm not going to, it's not going to be good. I'm not going to use them for anything. I just thought they were cool mm-hmm. to have boots that didn't have to polish. I really wanted to wear those. You know, that's that's something that I... I actually yearned for was having to polish my boots. Okay. I, I didn't you have to liked do that. it? And I didn't ha- I didn't have to do that. Right. And, but it goes to that that same style of uniform too. Uh, you know, your BDUs. We, that's what we call them. The yeah. Bad, 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 just uni- yeah. You know, um that where you had to like starch it and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, like iron it and stuff. I missed out on that. And that is a whole nother level of discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, have to actually like sew your your rank on. And, and well, we had iron on. And it, we didn't and sew on. We had okay, iron on yeah, patches. Iron ons. Okay. Yep. Well, e- even still, that that takes a level of discipline, and you know, you know, you you have to get it exactly right, or you know, you're going to get scuffed up. It's unserviceable. Yeah. And so I, I came in on the Velcro, and if. Velcro. I still <laughs> yeah. laugh at that. I feel like you guys should wear Velcro boots too. There are some people that have. Oh, uh, for fuck's uh, sakes. Some MOSs do rate. Uh, I, I think. No, I'm thinking of buckles. There, there's some okay. that, that that rate buckles, and that's that's the tinkers. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, there's guys that would come in and they'd have their name tapes all fucked up. You know, like one would be, you're supposed to have U.S. Army over your heart. That's that's how they taught us. You know, U.S. Army always goes over your heart, so you can always remember that. But there are guys that would come in, and the U.S. Army would be on the right side of their chest. It's like like they're getting dressed in the mirror or something. Yeah, and it's I like you're at, at the time I was an E4. I was like, you're you're goddamn NCO, and you're freaking all jacked up. You're you're supposed to be the example, right? And you can't even get your freaking self right, you know. And it's just a level of ah like discipline that I missed out on, you know, like. You can really measure the stature of a soldier based off of their uniform. Right. Like, there's guys that come in, and you see them in their uniform, and it looks good. It's tight. It's squared away. It's like, yeah, okay, this guy, he takes this shit serious. And that's really hard to find. In the on, army. On, 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, crayon eater. Okay. Uh, uh, on, in the reserves itself. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's pretty... Uh, uh, it, it's just prevalent in, in the active side. Sure. Um, it's a lot easier to maintain that. Yeah, it, it is because you get the clothing allowance and, you know, you got you got somebody on your ass 24-7. Right. You know, on the reserves, you, you don't. So, yeah, you know, those guys come in with their with their clean uniform and it's like, yeah. But I guess, I guess in a way it's easier, you know, you know, to see like, okay, this guy, he's a shitbag. This guy's a shitbag. This guy, he fucks. Yeah, that's good. I want to know. Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I'm. Gr- I grew up military family. My mom is a marine. My dad is a marine. Mm-hmm. Um, both got divorced. I was eight, so I grew up separate home homes. Um, dad wasn't around. I don't know much from him, um, other than uh, the military family, right? Yeah. And so I do have that background, and that I, li- I like that. When I joined the Marine Corps, I wanted to be an officer. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wanted to. Oh, I wanted. Wow. I wanted free school, right? So, okay. but I wasn't smart enough 
to get a scholarship because I was legitimately my recruiter said Zoolanders. We have every school. white guy that we need with a oh wow that he he broke it down wow. He legitimately, and I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I know there. I've heard some things about quotas and and race and things like that. But we don't need anybody that's white unless you had a three point something seven or four point oh GPO. Wow, that's how aggressive it is. If you had a lower GPO, a. GPA, wow, that's <laughs> GPO, lower GPA. See, I'm not, I'm not smart. Yeah, if you had a lower GPA and you had a different race, you had better chances to get into this ROTC program. Which I, whatever. So I wasn't getting there. I was not a smart. So I didn't apply myself in high school like I should have. Yeah. I'm not a good test taker. Whatever it may be. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) I became a grunt, Mm -hmm. went to boot camp. I want to know. Yeah. Why the fuck? What the fuck these kids do Mm -hmm. at night when they're dismissed for duty? Because this is why I brought up my family and, and how I've grown up in the military family. When my dad... Or my grandpa, my grandpa's army. Um, when they would say back in my day, I would be like, You're a salty motherfucker. Like, I will never yeah. be that way. I swear to God, I was out for three years. Three years. What I had seen and what I've seen come out of the Marine Corps in three years difference mm-hmm. had changed and transformed completely differently. Hmm. And, and and now, well, right? Well, how so? How so? Like discipline. Okay. People, their attitudes, technology is huge. Yeah, there wasn't technology when I was in, mm-hmm. so we didn't have the ability to pass information like as easy as it is now, and and to get the news or to to get the fake yeah. news or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to just communicate. We didn't have that opportunity to make the videos that would get us in trouble. Stupid. I mean, fucking video. There's so much stupid shit out there, and you as soon as you hit send. It's gone in it, the it's cloud. It's out in the interwebs forever. And you are just fucked. So I was lucky enough not to. But growing yeah, up through that. I, I, you, you got my blood boiling. I, I know. Videos. So let me finish this real quick. <laughs> yeah. we, we just, I just got to the point where I was like, thank God I didn't have that. Right. But, mm-hmm. but back to this original. What the fuck did they do at night? Every night we would get out. Mm-hmm. 1630 or a little later. And if we weren't cleaning something, we were literally studying knowledge for our next board that we could do to get promoted polishing our boots because every morning we spit shine our boots yeah. and then iron our camis roll our sleeves we would we would roll sleeves for hours yeah hours and that's something the marine corps still does i'm mm-hmm. grateful for that but the boots and the camis not having that stuff prepared every night what are you doing at night like they're they're playing Xbox. I still had plenty plenty time to play Xbox when I was yeah. in. I had plenty time to to drink as much beer once I turned twenty one because yeah. I did not drink underage. Right. Yeah. I did not Nef- go to, definitely not did not go to New York on three different occasions and spend eighty dollars a piece on fake IDs. No, never did not do that. <laughs> so w- without not doing any of that, right? I still had plenty of time to do these things. I actually had. A, a co-worker of mine, I, I, I would say I managed him. Mm-hmm. He was a high school kid, was going to grow up and do something with his life. He said, oh, I'll be a Marine. You were a Marine. Talk to me about it. So I did. Yeah. I, I do that with a lot of people. I, I tell them what to do, what not to do. Recruiters tend to lie to you. The recruiters lie? <laughs> oh. They do tend to promise you a rose garden. If there's any recruiters listening, we know you have a tough job. Hey, listen, I had, I didn't have anybody lie to me. 
my dad was a current recruiter in Lincoln. Yeah. And I felt like people knew that because there's nobody that gave me any kind of gruff. See, my, my recruiter, he didn't necessarily lie to me. He just forgot what the hell I was enlisting for because <laughs> I changed because I, I, I was going to go active duty as a uh, 92 Romeo, I think it was, uh, Apache mechanic. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, so I was going to go active duty, but I was in a band at the time and my parents were like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And so I, I decided that like the day I was going to MIPS, I was like, hey, can I switch to this? <laughs> Uh, can I switch to reserves? And, so and it he, worked? Like, yeah. He, really? Yeah, he's, he put me in as 92 Alpha, so that's why I chose 92 Alpha, because uh, it was that, or it was um, friggin' um, uh, 68 Series. Uh, not Medic. It was uh, the environmental person. Yeah, that, or... Uh, or laundry, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing laundry. Uh, that's for damn sure. I'm not, I'm not doing no. Could you imagine what your life would be like now if you were, if you had taken that MOS of laundry? Uh, of laundry? Uh, no. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say no on that one. And uh, I, I'd, me, I, I would not. That's not my personality. And then there's people that would absolutely that absolutely love to do laundry, and that, that's their life. And you know, props to you. Everybody has a job for a reason. I I couldn't do that. I did not know that was even. I mean, I obviously somebody's got to do that. But yeah. does, do people enlist for that? Oh yes, really. Yeah, and it's still a thing. Even now, even it's even probably today. it's probably the main. I mean, well, I mean, people people got to do laundry. Well, I understand you know, that, but like, we, yeah, it's like a general MOS. I mean, I'm sure the Marine Corps. Have, I, I sound stupid, except for the Marine Corps probably has the same thing. Yeah. But if like, I don't like. It. We've already discussed that. If you're not O three eleven, or O three anything, you just don't matter to me. Uh-huh. So I wasn't very good at. If I mean, you could say, but we don't obviously do the numbers. We don't. We just say, hey, I'm Motor T. I'm Hardy. Mm-hmm. I'm forty one. I'm fifty one. I'm. You know, we get that. Well, you came. You came all from just the combat side. You yeah. didn't see a lot of the support side. Um, a little bit. Once in a while, I went ahead to check in my gear and switch units. Yeah, yeah. Having having been in a support unit, that's like all that I see. You know, a quartermaster side. Uh, you know, you see a lot of those people, and there, there's a lot of stuff that goes beyond, goes on behind the scenes that you grunts, you grunts just don't even know about. Tell me your sad story. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know. Uh, oh man, the, I, I got the the tiniest the, violin going on right now. <laughs> no, um, but it's. It's mission critical stuff that happens, you know, uh, a lot of, I don't doubt that. Honestly, I, mean, yeah. I would not take away anything from anybody because I, I could not do that job. Yeah. You, you talked about, I could not do certain things. There's mm-hmm. things I'm good at. There's lots of things I'm not good at. And it's easy for me. Somebody would say, Hey, it's honorable to run towards the bullets and it's courageous. I'd say, no, just that was my job. Right. I don't, I, they say, do it. I do it. It doesn't, I don't get to think, I don't have to, you know, I just do what I'm told. Right. I would rather do that than sit there on a desk and push paper. I really, I, I don't know. Yeah. I would rather be out there doing what I did than doing another job. So I, mean, I could not do what support role does. Yeah, it's uh, it takes a special person to do it. 
I uh, just like take a special person to to be and, to eat and crayons. Run, yeah, to eat crayons and right. and run after bullets. Right, run right to it. Run right into them. Um, you know, I actually uh, I watched a documentary about the Marine Corps this week because I wanted to get to know more about the Marines. Okay. Even though I have my wife is Marine and I've been around right. uh, Marines a lot, and I I when I first decided to look into joining the military, I initially thought about joining the Marine Corps. And I actually went and talked to Marine Corps, uh, Marine recruiter, and I was going to be a recon Marine, actually. Okay, sure. <laughs> look, look at this frail <laughs> physique here. Tall and, drink of water and, is what I would call it. Oh, okay. But he, he asked me, play, you know, like, straight straight to my face, he's like, you think, you think you could swim two miles in the open ocean? I was like, yeah, I could. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I can, yeah. Like, you, you think you could run three miles in, like, 17, 18, 17 minutes? I'm like, Yeah. No problem. Give me the test, man. And uh, and then I just never went back to it. <laughs> Didn't even try it. Didn't even try it. No. Um, well, he he never he never sent me anything. That's uh, weird. Yeah, that was, he must have been getting out the next day because that's for recruiting yeah. out to come to call back. You know, call you back and and bother you every second of the day is really difficult to, to understand and believe. Yeah. But then after I talked to him, I went and I talked to the Navy and I took the, uh, the pre ASVAB. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I took it and I scored really high and, and he's like, so what were you thinking about doing? I'm like, I don't know what, what do you got available? And he's like, well, I mean, uh, have you thought about nuclear engineering? I was like, no, <laughs> what, what is that? And so he showed me some things, and I was like, okay, cool. But the only reason I was thinking about the Navy is because my girlfriend at the time, her family was big in the Navy. And so I was like, oh, well, if they're in the Navy, then i got to impress her dad, you know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she broke up with me like two weeks later. So I said, F the Navy. You dodged that bullet. Yeah, dodged that one. Um, yeah, so this documentary about the Marine Corps, um, it was interesting. It was done by, uh, I think, Gene Hackman, who's a former Marine. I think that. Yeah, I think so. Don't test me on that. Yeah. Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman, yeah. I think that's who narrated I'll Google it while you go. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's called. It's on Netflix. It's called We the Marines. And it shows, uh, you know, a bunch of different aspects of, of uh, the Marine Corps, a bunch of different uh, jobs and uh, a couple of different bases. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, thought it was interesting because... Former Marine Gene Hackman. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so yeah, Gene Hackman. Yeah. We the Marines. We the Marines, yeah. Uh, I, it was really interesting, uh, eye-opening look uh, into the Marine Corps mentality uh, and uh, everything about it. And, you know, it, it was really cool to see that. I've never seen this. Yeah. It's you know, 2017 that came out. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't bad. It was like maybe 35, 40 minutes. But it showed, you know, mountain warfare, um, uh the, the cold weather training that you guys can do. I think it mentioned Fast Company, actually. Probably did. Yeah. Everybody hates Fast Company. Why? Because they weren't. Because they weren't in Fast yeah. Company? Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I try to not bring it up as much, but people hate on Fast Company because there's more money in Fast Company than there's mm-hmm. in Marine Corps. I mean, a typical day in Fast Company. When I was going through CQB school, which was... What, not, what's CQB? Close quarter battle. Okay. Uh, it's like, the I would say SWAT. Uh, Marine Corps SWAT, but we're not as badass. We're not special forces. We thought we were. Right. We would high speed, low drag. We had everything. We were the black side of the Marine Corps, right? Uh, did you and do then, airborne jumps too? No, no, no. We we fast roped. 
you know, no, no airborne jumps, no uh, swimming other than just beach stuff. Um, I didn't get to jump in the Marine Corps. I got to jump when I got out. And then I didn't get the scuba in the Marine Corps. I got the scuba when I got. Well, actually, I did scuba in Japan. Uh, well, also in that documentary, it yeah. showed uh, the the helicopter flip yes. where he goes underwater. Did you do that too? No, no. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's a good. Yeah, they put you in goggles, blacked out goggles. Yeah. And then you have a little breather. It's like a twelve minute, I think, oxygen tank. Okay. And then you, it's under your chair, and you you get dunked. You have to unbuckle, um, right. and then get your oxygen, and then go out to the top of the chopper. And they yeah, that must tank. have been like so disorienting. It's like, crazy. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I love the water though. Yeah, and I really enjoyed all those crazy. We had people freak out because a a lot of people can't swim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, when you have yeah. gear on, when you have you know this disorientation, and the chopper goes down, and then you're in, it was all controlled as a fucking pool. Yeah, yeah. It's a swim pool with with swim divers. You know. I mean, but we have, still we do crazy. something similar in in the army with our with our vehicles. We do uh, heat training. Uh, uh, heat training, heat training. Yeah. Uh, Humvee. Uh, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's rollover training. Basically they have these, these big, uh, analogs to the actual vehicles that you can be in. And, uh, they actually roll over and people get super disoriented in those and they freak out. Sure. And, and uh, I can only imagine the, the helicopter with adding the water then too it's fun it's actually it's, it's a good challenge i enjoyed yeah. it it wasn't a fast company it was actually regular in three five we did that oh and, and yeah. just regular basic regular, training not basic training but like regular unit stuff oh okay each gotcha. unit yeah. is really in charge of their own training schedule pretty much mm-hmm. and so if you're led by some shitty people you won't get a good training schedule you will get terrible things to do you won't get good missions um, I was lucky enough to be in Fast Company where it was smaller unit. Our whole company was 300 people. Yeah. We got to do all of the black side, all the fun stuff. We had classes available to go send people to schools. First school I went to was Desi and Marksman. Um, it's an observation post. Okay. It's a high-powered rifle. And we shot 7.62. Uh, oh, nice. 10-power scope. So it was not a sniper. People look at that. We had ghillie suits. We, I mean, we, we did crawl around. But we well, ultimately yeah, designate, designate marksman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're yeah. the guy who takes the shot. Now we have three people taking a shot at the same time, and we've all trained very well to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's it's a disorientation to the target. So we have a triangle. We yeah. have th- three spotters calling things in twenty four seven, and we have three. So we we will sneak out, and that was the fun. But in the basic Marine Corps, you're not going to get a chance to go to that school, mm-hmm. never. So, but we also our mission was different than regular grunt marines, regular um, fleet marines, because we would go out and do uh, pre-deployment. We would go and, um, sorry, not pre-deployment. We were on the flight line waiting mm-hmm. to go for a month. We would be overseas waiting for something to happen. When okay. USS Cole got bombed in Yemen, Yeah, fast companies, first people respond. And then, then the marines come, the, the rest of the marines come, and they kind of just, so we hold the floor down. We take it back, mm-hmm. reinforce it, hold it down until reinforcements get there. That's okay. our main goal. But we have a lot of really, really, I'd say, special leaders there because their small unit leadership is really big in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And because we're such a small unit, things people just, Marines just did what they're supposed to do. If you had a ship bag, they would be a company Marine. They would be PCS out to the fleet. Or not PCS, but they would change out to the fleet. Okay. They didn't, yeah. it seemed like they didn't last long. It wasn't like the best, the best, but we thought we were when we were there. Yeah, of we course. We thought yeah, we were yeah. the in shit the, hot. In the moment, yeah, you guys. Yeah. So I would, at CQB school, I would shoot 9,000 rounds of 9 mil a day. 
Man. myself. Yeah. Right. That's crazy to think about. I think that my I think three five allotment for a year mm-hmm. for pistol rounds was maybe like three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, I, we yeah. don't we don't qualify the pistol but except for yeah. once a year um but i just this is kind of a joke but i felt like that's how fast company was we also got to do the green side because when they sent us back to the fleet it's only two-year billet okay they send us back to the fleet they'd want us to be proficient in the green side land navigation okay, and yeah. disinass of weapons nomenclature um normal if you're a machine gunner you do we would also cross train a lot yeah D- disinass is disassembly assembly yes correct yeah thanks for that clarification because i just uh, yeah no i carried away um i'm glad you knew that yeah uh, we have similar I'm a backgrounds. master gunner i know yes a you're a master gunner we have a similar backgrounds we've discussed this uh but that's that's it okay i mean yeah. Really, I, this came in part. Uh, we worked together at a security company. Mm-hmm. One of the old instructors was also a security force marine. However, he was a PRP command, which I'm not sure what that stands for. Okay, uh, but it's a uh, the nukes. We guard the nukes for you know America, America, America. Yeah, he got to go as an enlisted marine. Uh, senior enlisted, I would say. I think he was a okay. sergeant or staff sergeant. So he didn't get to experience the fuck, fuck games and all the bullshit. Yeah. But he also did not like Fast Company because he was stationed in there. He was stationed in this PRP command that was not, uh, you know, they didn't they, they didn't do anything. They roved the fence line. It's one of the most yeah. boring jobs in the world is roving or sitting in a tower. Okay. Just yeah. one man to a tower. I've never been. It just, it sounds like a terrible. Tower duty is boring it sounds shit. terrible so yeah. i just felt like he really didn't have a good concept of of course what we what we did he just hated yeah. because of all of the special training we had yeah and he ragged on you a lot he, he called me out a lot and this is my my personal fault yeah we, the first day on the range we didn't have to wear a uniform so we wore a t-shirt and my undershirt skivvy shirt is a fast company shirt ah, and he go. saw yeah. that it was like and i did i shot well i shot you know the highest you know i always shot the highest i shot the highest score you could possibly get yeah like well, I mean, you have the training and it was yeah. natural for me. Yeah. Like I've already done that. So he would always try to harp on me. And I, I appreciate the intention. I appreciated him holding me accountable, saying yeah. shit to me that I needed to do to learn to be better. And, it, you know, got me on better on the range. So I just feel like it's going to follow me around forever. In every class, they had a trino training with older guards come in. Yeah. They always give us some advice for the new guards what to do, what not to do. And he always introduced me as, here's Chris, the fast company Marine. Nobody give a, <laughs> nobody give a fuck about anything else, but like, yeah. and they all go, ooh, boo. Like, it's like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Like, there's, haters gonna hate. Haters I gonna didn't, hate. You know, yeah. what, what are you gonna say to that? So. No, nah, I guess there's just those guys that always have those that chip on their shoulder and they gotta prove something, you know? I, I don't know if that's like, all it is. Well, I don't know. I, the guy, I know the guy you're talking about, and he just seemed like one of those that, He's, he finally got into a position of authority, like, outside of the military. And he's like, well, now, now I'm just going to mess with people because I can't. And I'm going to talk about all these stupid missions I did in Bogota, Colombia, or wherever the hell he was. And they they weren't relevant to anything. And Ever. really, he he really didn't even do anything. It was like, oh, yeah, I was pulling pulling security on, on this one place down in Colombia. Like, okay, and... What'd you do? What what happened next? What was the mission? You know, like oh, you know, we were just standing out there. Okay. Anything else? 
No. We'll we'll get into probably yeah. later on. We'll we'll have some guests probably. I don't qualify for some of the OEF OIF things because I was out right when Iraq started. Okay. So I I would consider myself a Cold War Marine. There was nothing. There was no conflicts going on right. while I served. Should that be held against me? I, I don't think so. No, not at all. So <laughs> this is going to be butthurt. I'm going to be butthurt. Some people are going to be butthurt. Listen to this. People would say, some Marines would say that Okinawa is not a real deployment. And that's a joke. Well, we, we say the same thing <laughs> okay. uh, about Kuwait. Okay. You know, Kuwait's Kuwait, not, Kuwait's not, not a real deployment. Yeah. And so we, we, we got to the whole like definition of what is a deployment. When you pack up your things yeah. and deploy to another city... Yeah, or the definition country. of deployment is you are deploying to that area right. just because it's, it could it be stateside, involve combat or not or whatever, doesn't mean it's not any less of a and deployment. And even if it yeah. involves the sand pit, does not yeah. mean it involves combat. There are people that go to Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. and sit at the fucking fob all the time, and never ever go and pick up their gun at all. No, you no. know, and I laugh because I'm like. Why am I being treated like shit? Because I went to Okinawa. For, no, okay. I'm not saying any of my deployments were rough. Okinawa right. is not rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy, Naples, Italy is my first deployment. Yeah. That is was is was a dream. Yeah. For uh, when I talk about the command being as good as it is, uh, small unit leadership. Our one of our instructors, excuse me, one of our platoon sergeants just got Hearst master training, which means he can tie a bunch of fancy knots okay. and let us fast rope and spy rig and whatnot. So spy rig with special purpose ensures an extraction. It's mainly used for, I would say special forces, people that can't land yeah. a helicopter on a roof. So you fast rope down. Okay. And then when you leave, you just kind of all hooked up to a, a rope already and you hook it up to the helicopter and it picks you up and it flies and you don't get a chance to like get into it. So you just, you're hanging by the rope. There's really no reason for us in Fast Company to ever do that, but we had the opportunity. We had the choppers. We flew down to. Is that where you guys were just hanging off the rope? Hanging on rope. Hand, There's ten of us off. hanging on rope, hands off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah just, I you're saw on a harness. And uh, on in the we and we the Marines. Okay. So that yeah. was something that we don't. We would normally not have a mission for to do that. Okay. But we get the opportunity to do. So what is that training? What is that training to develop by you just dangling off the rope like that? Um, doesn't really develop anything for training other than the initial hookup okay. and then, then land. So when we land, you have to, this is so silly. You're hanging, you're, nothing's working, right? Yeah. Your blood's t- cut off. So you have to start running in place as the helicopter's <laughs> landing. And it's the stupidest thing in the world. And as soon as your feet hits the ground, you start running and you have to pull everybody else so that it doesn't oh land, you don't land on each other. Yeah. So you have to pull everybody else. And then as soon as you unhook, then you get your 360 security. Okay, yeah. And then you fan out, and then you the helicopter's already gone, and, and then, then we change and we do it again. So okay. really, there's really nothing to learn other than just to hook up and then to, to the, all of the other things, yeah, the so flying like, around. Uh, is my, just, my, my, thought, my thought process was, oh, it's training you guys not to, like, yank on the rope or some shit, no. you know, like that, like some, like, panic thing that would happen, like, okay you, you guys are like getting picked up by the scruff of your neck like okay just go limp okay now you yeah that that was my thought process and it was wrong <laughs> well it's not completely inaccurate okay um there if you're on the top mm-hmm. of the, the the line you can generally control what the bottom people are doing by your hands okay. the wind sorry i'm not yeah. in the microphone but 
at the bottom, you just you're along for the ride. You just spin oh, the whole man. time. You just spin left, oh. right, left, right. You just yeah. you keep going. I actually have some video camera footage. I was like the combat photographer when I was in. Okay. I bought, spent some of my money, and I bought some mini mini DV camera. Yeah. Before digital, and all analog, and it's just some really sweet footage so i started video editing when i was in the marine corps nice um i bought some switcher and i used vhs tapes and a walkman added music to it it's horrible <laughs> i should pull some of these videos up but i would send them back i would send them back to hey mom look at gi joe's doing supermoto you know absolutely yeah. and i would sell them for five dollars a piece and oh, wow. people would send them home to their parents and it was all copywritten music and just i think that the degradation of the video was like it was white you could barely see things going oh on. My That's gosh. how bad it was. It yeah. was terrible. I would lose so much information every time I transferred it. But well, yeah, because you make copy of copy uh, of copy. Yeah. I still have the original footage somewhere. I'll show you yeah. something about Let's that. Take a look at it. It's it's it's. You know, if you sign up for a Patreon, uh, you, absolutely, you, you get a sneak peek of that. I will definitely post that. Yeah, uh, it's fun. It's really just fun. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not scary. I mean, we we did it. So the reason why we had the choppers, we flew from Naples to Sicily and we were going to do a, I don't know, some kind of training evolution with the Navy security there. Okay. We were professionals at riot control, uh, non-lethal munitions and mm, riot control, pretty much the best part of, you know, physical security, all of these things. And so we would, we would travel, we would train different uh, branches of service, yeah. sometimes foreign, on how we do things and give them an idea. And we would get we would get EOD dogs. We would get we'd set up a full entry control point, vehicle control point, and we would we put on some fake riots with Op Four, and we had yeah. a lot of fun doing that. The but, only thing I remember about riot control is there is no control in a riot. There's no control. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you, you can do your echelons and everything else, but the, it's. Fucking chaos. Yeah, it's it's gonna go to shit in a hand. And you know it's just training, and you yeah. still it, it's it's chaos. It's yeah. probably some of the best training I've ever had. Oh yeah, everybody everybody loves riot training, but actually being out there in a riot that's a different it's a different position. I, I've never been in a riot. Uh, I don't ever want to be in a riot. Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, but it, just even from the training, it just it's like oh my gosh, no uh, pass, uh, hard pass, hard pass. Yeah, man. We have just covered everything, a little bit of everything, yeah, even more so. Than I'm not last sure night. if we even finished any of our stories. No, no. I mean, the, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, episode two. Glad you guys joined us. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, man, good conversation, dude. I really, I'm really going to enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, very honorable. You know, it's it's honorable what we're trying to do. Yeah. Whether or not we accomplish what we were going to do, I think we will. We're both stubborn as fuck. Yeah, very much so. I think that there's no stopping once this train gets rolling. Yeah. And, you know, like like we said from, from the get-go, if it's just one, it's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day... That's the most honorable thing that we can do. Go to bed every night. Yeah. With a clear conscience. Absolutely. I try my best. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, man, 
I I I I I don't even want to end, but you know we we, we got it, we got it. All right, well, uh, th- this is your host, uh, you know, uh, Joby Adams. I felt like you forgot who you were for a second there. I never forget who I am. Um, all the time. This is also uh, your co-host Chris Colburn. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna do start this off. One. Yeah. We're, we're gonna start over again. Yeah. We're gonna start over. All right. Well, uh, this is your host, uh, Joe B. Adams, and your co-host Chris Colburn. Thanks for joining us. No, no, no. You're not a co-host. You, you're a host. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll be a. I, I relegated you to co-host last week. I'm not sure what relegate means. Uh, I, I pushed you down. Wait, you pushed you down. Pushed me down. Pushed you down. You, you just grabbed my head and pushed me down. That's yeah, what pushed you, you do. down. Right. Yeah. You guys can't see what he just did, it but is. I'm telling you, it was very harassment. Uh, no, nothing. I'm not comfortable. No, with I, this. I was using my my hands as visual aids to show a step down. Okay, so you relegated me down. Yeah. To co-host. Co-host, but you're you're really you should be on the next echelon up. Oh, oh, so you, I was okay with being relegated. Yeah. But as long I, as you manhandle me when you relegate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. So we're equal levels. We're equal levels. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Samesies. Same Samesies. Samesies. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for uh next episode. Next episode. We've got some really big surprises for you. Yeah. We'll have uh we'll have some guests coming up. Uh I got uh some friend or I got a buddy that's a Twitch streamer. He's what is Twitch? Uh, Do you have a second, like a 30-second uh, spot on Twitch? Uh, Twitch is just a, a platform that people use to uh, pr- uh, put out their, their video game near sh- video game streams or just other content that they create. All so you're recording own. yourself playing video games? Yeah. And then you put it out to this, mm-hmm. is it like a put it on, platform on, of like Reddit? or is uh, it- No, it's on, it's on the interwebs. Uh, like they have an app that you can download and go on there. Okay. Uh, you can go through, uh, 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 internet browser, go to twitch.com and, and pull it up and then okay. watch anything in any kind of video game that it's getting played or, or, and a ton of other things. People just like do crafts sometimes okay, or whatever. But yeah, so I got a buddy that, that does Twitch streaming that does that. Then I got some other friends that do other things that have all, all expressed interest. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good lineup coming, coming up here. It's exciting. Yeah. All right. We got to get a catchphrase. I'm just gonna do the whole. Thanks for showing. Simplify. Simplify. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know what mine is. Whoa. No. No. What is it? Mine is rock out and rock on. Rock out. I, you can't say that without saying with your cock out. No, no, no. Rock out with your cock out. You say rock out, you have to say with your cock out. Uh, I mean, there's some people that say that, but my phrase, my phrase is rock out with your cock out and rock on. <laughs> rock out and rock on. Okay, I like that. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we'll see you next time. Simplify. Rock out, rock on. <laughs> <laughs>